This is Epic Ordinary Lives Podcast. Welcome to episode eight of Epic Ordinary Lives, the podcast that asks that we not downplay the epic quality of our very ordinary lives. Because when we view our lives from the lens of, well, I'm just a blank or my life is not particularly the most interesting, it colors everything. You know, people say, don't look at life through rose colored glasses. Yes. That would be an unbalanced thing to do. That would perhaps not be looking through the lens of reality. But at the same time, we could look with maybe pollution colored glasses, disgusting colored glasses. I don't know. Bad colored glasses. The point is we can we can unnecessarily downplay our lives when they are filled with amazing moments. If, if we sit down with anyone long enough, we begin to hear an amazing journey that they've gone through. And I maintain that everybody has something they can teach us and every single one of us is on this path together and thus each path, each journey is a worthy journey. This week, is a little bit different in episodes. I have interviewed people who I was so excited to talk to who I feel are living a great hero's journey. And I've enjoyed the smorgasbord nature, the well-rounded, the the varying different guests that I've gotten to talk to. This week, I'm going to share two lessons that I have learned while doing this podcast, which is, again, was a labor of love that I've wanted to do for about seven years. I'm going to kick this off with a quote that is from a speech that Theodore Roosevelt gave. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Ever since I heard that vignette from that speech, which actually I I, I believe I first heard that from Brene Brown. She actually co-opted a section of that, Daring Greatly, for her book, Daring Greatly. And she's great. 
if you don't know her, she's got great stuff. But that therein lies the real essence of that speech is is where the first lesson that I've learned from doing this podcast that I want to share today comes from. And it's the notion of showing up, of getting in the arena. You know, I wanted to do this for a long time. And like anything we want to do, it, it very quickly we run into the complexities. So I remember when I was in high school, I grew up in rural Tennessee, and then I moved to a military base in Germany. And I took German lessons. That was one of my high school classes. And I still remember early on going, wow, I know how to say hello. Thank you. How are you? Yes, sir. Although, yes, ma'am. What is your name? And I was like, I'm going to learn German now. If I keep at this rate, then I'm going to know German in, in six months. And then, of course, what happens, happens. We go deeper and we find the complexities. We learn that there are gender pronouns for every every noun, every word. There are complexities due to the past, present, future tense of whatever you're saying. The point is, is... What seems like the path will be perhaps easy at the beginning when we first open the door. Some have called it beginner's luck, that type of thing. We then do run into the resistance. We run into the challenges. And again, we just run into more of the truth. To bring it back to what Cliff Fonseca talked about a lot in his episode. The truth of... The fact that if if it were easy, then everybody would do it, whatever it is. And so one of the real virtues I feel that I've learned is to take a sense of perfectionism, to take a sense of having it all together or even appearing to have it all together. You know, when you're interviewing someone, you pe you press record and the two of you leap into the arena literally well not literally but it's it feels like that and you you find out what this interview is going to be you don't know until you know no matter how much you inter uh, you research the subject who you're interviewing or you know about the topic it's like you're both painting on a canvas and the podcast itself is just the paint that, you know, our, the, the what ends up coming out is the canvas. The podcast is the canvas, but this dialogue is the paint that we're using. And one of the things that keeps coming up with everybody that I have talked to is just the power of getting in the arena, the power of showing up. You, you're, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Sound quality to this thing has varied greatly. One of the reoccurring issues I've had is that I'm way louder than many of my guests, which is something I'm working on. Other things, you know, in the moment of having a conversation that's being recorded, you are you are both present and you are also prepared with branching points of where you're going to go. My point is there's a million reasons why. Hard things are hard, but as Josh Gibson talked about, sometimes hard work is good work. And one of the great lessons I've learned is you don't have to have it all together. 
walk in the arena, show up. Like it, it feels so good for us to remove some sense that we're not going to release our whatever, fill in the blank. We're not going to launch our whatever. We're not going to ask the person out at the, the library that we like, that we've never spoken to until we get it together. And there's just such a beauty and courage and admirable quality to the person that, as Brene Brown would say, is vulnerable, but it, the person who just says, I'm going to get in there and I don't know how this is going to go. And the funny thing that I've learned is that many of us do not want to lose. I mean, losing is not fun. Losing, aka failing, aka no one downloads my podcast or I get criticism or whatever it is. But the thing is, it, it's such a magnetizing quality for even yourself when you realize that you've you've been willing to do something that you know is scary. Then you, you kind of feel proud of yourself, not in a weird, pompous, arrogant way, but in a quiet, peaceful kind of proud, like a, a healthy. I get to go to sleep tonight and lay down and because I, I tried. I was a person in the arena. So that's lesson number one that I, I feel each guest, it continues to come back to get uncomfortable, forget about being perfect and get in the arena is so much beauty and discomfort and challenges and boredom and all the myriad of human life experience can be found there, but it's a wave. It's the ocean. It is constantly moving and there's so much life there. So that's one side of the coin. Then on the other side is the notion of finding your own version of bare minimum happiness. I once wrote an article on my blog that I, I haven't really worked with since I, I began this podcast because it's enough work as a, a side project already. I plan to return to it, but that project was called No Weekend Wasted, and it was about trying to live essentially a hero's journey in the midst of a workaday life. But I wrote an article called Bare Minimum Happiness, and this has come up with many of the people that I've talked to is this, the ability to find happiness because we can all set out on, on, we can use words like journey and quest and goals. Maybe if you're not a Lord of the Rings enthusiast like me and you, you prefer to read, you, you go to the other side of the spectrum, more of the pragmatic words like hitting goals, crushing goals, whatever we call it. We can, again, if we turn it into this dogmatic always moving, always crushing, then that, that can deplete the tank. And it can also make it where we do not live up to the, again, goals or quests that we hope to crush. And so I think on the other side of the, the coin, one of the things that I've learned is finding bare minimum happiness. Now, what is bare minimum happiness? It is the happiness that is available that costs very little or nothing that you, we all have to identify our own version of. But it's there. And it can be a quiet three minutes at the end of a day. Or at 5 a.m. 
when we're alone in a room in our house where our family hasn't gotten up yet and that time is ours or it could be a walk around our apartment complex you know an, an apartment complex doesn't have to have amazing decor to offer a great walk or maybe you're like me and and I live in an apartment complex where the pool is open right now and it's been cold outside some of the days or not cold, but just unseasonably at the time cooler. And I jump into the cold water because it wakes up every cell in my body. That that costs me nothing that I'm not already paying for. Or maybe a cup of tea. Tea is, is very cheap. You can get it at Kroger or Walmart or whatever. And it can be an exercise in being present with your life. I guess my point is, is that sometimes when we hear great people, people that I've talked to or people I've yet to talk to for this podcast, people that you know in your life, there are times where we look at those people and we go, man, I wish that I was as happy as that person. I wish that I could do blank. I wish that I could travel the world like they do or hit threes like they do or discover a new cure for whatever it is, whatever discipline it is, whether it's a leisure pursuit or a work pursuit. But I'm always scared about that because it, it, keeps us outside of it keeps us separate from those people because they have something we don't and if to be happy we have to have a Volkswagen Vanagon and travel the United States and meanwhile we have three kids and we have a decent job and you know there's there's a lot of talk right now in the world of quit your job go for your passion and and that's great and I've talked to a lot of people that have done that but maybe that will take a long time. You know, maybe that'll take years, decades. Carol Burning, who was episode two of this podcast, was so inspiring. And partly of what I really took away from that episode is that we don't know what our path is and maybe our, our loves, you know, she, she found her love later. We can hear people who knew of their passion when they were three years old. And then we can hear people that just kind of figured it out. And the point is, if we can find ways to come up with excuses for why other people are happy now and why we cannot, why we object, I cannot objectively be happy right now because I don't have this, this or this. Well, man, I don't know. Like I'm, I like to find a scrappy solution to that. What is available right now that is not going to solve your problems, but what is a doable solution right now? Again, what is bare minimum happiness? What good, beautiful thing in the midst of a hard life with challenges that keep coming, with uncertainty, with financial fears or relationships ending, with losing family members, with dreams that did not work out, whatever it is, life is hard enough to be able to identify those things that, again, will not reverse the darkness in our life, will not take it away. That's not the point of it. The point, I guess, if there is a point, 
is that if we fall to the ground, if there's a place for us to rest while we're getting back up, we all have to fight every day. Maybe that's not, maybe fighting is, is too violent of a metaphor. We have to keep walking. We have to keep climbing whatever hill is in front of us. I heard a skateboarder, a famous skateboarder, and I, I'm not very familiar with that world, but I have a cousin who is, and this guy who said this quote, his name is Mike V. And he said that, so he was turning 40 and he was a skateboarder and most skateboarders are not 40 years old. And someone said, you know, what are you going to do now? You're over the hill now. And he said, I'm, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something to the effect of I'm over that hill. Now I'm going to keep walking until I get to that hill. And that's one of the, the real goals of this podcast too. If there is a, a part three to this solo episode that I'm doing is that age on either side of it, too, too old or too young, not enough money, whatever it is. These are I, I wish to find the indestructible stories that we can apply or, or perhaps even more specifically, the indestructible lessons that we can siphon from another's journey that we can apply to our own lives. And even if we will never open a brewery like Ozzie Nelson and his daughters, even if we will never open a donut shop, even if we like, like Nancy Broden or paint like Carol burning or travel to China, like Josh Gibson, or perhaps become a great Brazilian jiu-jitsu expert or even hike in the woods uh, like Cliff Fonseca for the jiu-jitsu or hike in the woods for, you know, a month like Jeffrey Herring, whatever it is. Maybe we can take common lessons from those people and apply them to wherever we are right now. Because if there's any problem that I have with the quit your blank life and go for this life. It's that not everybody is going to be willing or able to do that. And so they can rest in some place of darkness. Whereas I'm a, I like to combine optimism with realism. Optorealism. Is that a good t-shirt? And it probably not. I don't think so. The point is where is happiness right now today? Not after we get through some goal. Not after we get in the arena. I think it's great to have both. It's great to have the willingness to risk and try and fail and dare greatly. And then if we have failed or if we have succeeded, whatever that is, then we can still come home and have a cup of tea and rest and get ready to get in the arena again tomorrow. These are some of the lessons that I've learned. If you're enjoying this project, again, my ask, if this has provided some value to your life, is that you would consider going through the steps to write a review on iTunes or whatever platform you're using it on, Google Play, and, you know, iTunes really is the the big one for podcasts. So, again, if you're an Android user, 
that might be a challenge, but you can always go create an account on your computer if you have that. The bottom line is listening is the most important thing and the most appreciated thing. It means so much to me. But if you want to take a step further, and this has provided a a pleasant drive on the way home from work or whatever it is, then that is a great free way to support this work and to potentially help it continue into the future. You can also go to epicordinarylives.com. And at the top of every episode is an Amazon banner. So if you shop at Amazon currently, ever, then this is a way. So if you click that banner, it just takes you to Amazon. But now it has filed a way that whatever small percentage that you... So how does that work? How can I explain that? You spend... You buy books. You buy a yoga mat. And you buy a DVD. I get a small percentage back. I'm actually not sure exactly what it is. I should find that number exactly. The point is, if you do shop on Amazon, this costs you nothing extra. And again, it's a a way to support and help this work. If you're listening right now, and this is your first episode then thanks so much for jumping on. And and if you've listened to multiples or you've listened to all of them, thank you so much for being a part of this journey. Again, this is something that I love. And if you want to be a part of this, if you would like to be on an episode, then reach out to me at Aaron at EpicOrdinaryLives.com. You can email me there. Again, that's A-A-R-O-N. If you have ideas for future guests, if you know of the heroes in your own life, the epically ordinary people that you know about and you would like to be featured on this podcast, I'm all ears. I'm I'm 100% open to that. I have a hunger to hear these stories. So if you have some, if you have someone that you know who has some that would benefit other people, then share, send me an email. You can also find me on social media sites. I mean, I'm recently switching to the actual Epic Ordinary Lives Instagram. So thanks so much. Next week, I should be back with another interview with an ordinary person who's living an epic life. And until then, have a great week wherever you are. Have a great day wherever you are. And take care until next time.